0: Hey guys, it's Dean Sage. It's been almost a week since the shooting at Pulse nightclub in Orlando, and um, I honestly haven't figured out what to say about it because it doesn't feel like there's anything to say about it. I know I tweeted the day that it happened that words can't fix or solve things, and that's absolutely true. I mean, there's really nothing I can say to change what happened or necessarily affect what's going to happen. It's up to all of us. And I feel like I say that a lot on the podcast, um, that we need to each take responsibility for changing what we can. But then you face something like this, and it feels totally overwhelming. There's a whole history of violence and safe spaces being violated. And I'm not even talking within the last 50 or 60 years, I mean, with the last two or three years, we weren't on air when some of the things that were happening around the country with the Black Lives Matter movement came about. And, you know, we we weren't around for some of the times, uh, some of the very tumultuous things that have happened in the last two years. Um, but, you know, we're on the air now. And yet again, we are faced with just an incredible tragedy. Um, and I guess I just want to tell you all that there's always hope. I know that I talked on the podcast a couple weeks ago about why I started all of this. And even in the face of something this devastating, I still believe that we can make positive changes by creating positivity. Now how to do that when it feels like your entire life has been ripped away? Well, that's different. How to do that when you've been shot or assaulted or discriminated or violated? I can't tell you how to do that either. I can just tell you that I still believe. I really do still believe. And this whole week while I was trying to figure out what I was going to say to all of you, I just kept reflecting back to when I was in college and I was a professional handbell player. And there was this song that we would play called Elegy. And if you're not familiar with the word or the musical genres, uh, an elegy is literally a, a song, a, a memorial, a, a memorializing someone who's died. Um, poems... It comes from poems. Poets, long before musicians used it, would write elegies to famous individuals or maybe someone that they just knew themselves. And it was a way of processing and memorializing, but also, I think, dealing with the reality of death, which uh, freaks us all out. I mean, I used to sit awake at night, afraid of dying. And I'm, you know, this is when I was six, seven years old. It was the most terrifying thing possible, and most of my adult life was spent in some sort of fear of that. Um, not that I'm amazingly better at it now, but I think that I've at least come to a place where I accept that it's part of what happens to all of us, um, but I'm getting away from the point. So in in college, in Handbells, we had this song, and as the story goes, and I've never been able to validate this because I'm I'm not even sure it can be validated, it's just what my director told me, so it's what I'm telling you. Uh, but the song was called Elegy. It was by a composer who I believe was using a pseudonym of William Payne, uh, P-A-Y-N. And um, as the story goes, he had a friend who died of AIDS. Um, and this was during the 80s, uh, 90s, when, you know, you just didn't talk about that kind of thing. I mean, there was the five years of silence and gay men dying left and right and uh, non, non-gay non men dying, uh, you know, women and children as well from failed blood transfusions and, Um, uh, tainted supplies and you know just systemic lack of understanding of what we were dealing with Um, so apparently his friend died of AIDS and he wrote this incredibly beautiful moving piece uh, that still actually kind of chokes me up when I think about it Um, but what I wanted to tell you was that I went to a Christian university and this was in 1999 2000 2001 and even what is almost just 16 years ago we couldn't say the full story because we traveled to churches and we traveled um, under the guise of a Christian banner. And so we actually had to change the story when we introduced this song to say that the man uh, that the song is written about died of cancer. And that ate away at me because at the time I was definitely closeted. Um, I was definitely not even really understanding myself. Um, But here was this amazing, beautiful piece memorializing... A person's life and we couldn't even be honest about that life and we couldn't be honest about their death and that just (sighs) there's no good way to talk about that but it just it's been sticking in my mind because we've come so far in 16 years Um, I mean there's an entire generation of young LGBTQ youth who for them this is the first time that they may have even thought about being unsafe in a, in a public space in this, in this way. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, the people that suffered through this will not all be memorialized the way that they should be. They will not be remembered the way that they should be. They will be erased. Um, they will be straightwashed. They will be made back to invisible. So that's what made me think of that song. I think is that even with as far as we've come, it's still invisible in some ways, and it's still a very long road ahead. I'm so proud that if you want to get married, you can do that now. But I'm also afraid and fearful for the fact that you can lose your job and you can get kicked out of your home and you can be denied social services. And, you know, there's a long way to go. But like I said, I wanted to inspire you guys with a message of hope. Um, And that is that in 16 years, So much has changed to where I'm not afraid to be me now, Uh, whereas when I played this song and felt all this turmoil inside, I was afraid to tell anyone about it, not even my best friend. Um, It was just something that I couldn't do. So there is progress. There is hope. Um, I found an amazing uh, handbell choir. I believe they're uh, from Japan. I've um, mastered the audio for you because it was a live performance. Um, It's included next. Next. Um, I want you to listen to it, and I know that handbells isn't for everybody, and you're going to say to yourself, what the hell is am I listening to? Um, so I'm including the video in the show notes, but a handbell choir is 15 to 18 people who each play a few notes from the piano, but they all have to do it together as one, and the coordination, but also the trust that we have to put in each other as players is incredible. We have to literally breathe as one unit together, which you know, mix it sounds silly because we're clacking around and playing bells, but we have to work together as a seamless unit to present a musical whole for the audience. And it's the best metaphor I can come up with right now for what our future needs to look like. We can't be divided. We need to be together. If one person is not playing the notes with everyone else, it, it shows up and the music is broken. Um, so please, please listen to it. Um, It's, it's the only thing that I could think to share with you guys that might offer some sort of help. At the end of that, I have a message from Brendan, um, who also made an announcement on uh, his YouTube earlier this week. And then at the very end, I'm going to sing the song that I used to sing at the end of my live shows. Um, because it's the, at the time that I started singing, it was to help someone who was going through a really rough time. And it's kind of (laughs) like, now we're all going through a really rough time. So stay tuned, listen to it. Um, And uh, just please remember that we are all still a community, that we are all still together and it goes beyond just labels and boundaries that we all need to work together to make this a little bit better future.
1: Hey guys, my name's Brennan John, and I'm a recording artist. I really wanted to sit down today because I haven't really said anything on it on my social media, and I really wanted to talk about the Orlando shooting. When you're a part of the LGBT community, it almost feels like you're under a magnifying glass when you're outside the comfort of your own home and especially when you're with your significant other. When you're on the street and maybe you're kissing the person that you like or love, you can literally, you're can you not really in that moment fully, and you can almost feel the stares of the people around you, and you're almost scared about what could happen next. But there's always been a place where... It felt just a little bit safer than the outside world. And those were gay bars and clubs where you could be with people that are like you and hang out and be your true self. But since the shooting Saturday night, that has been sort of taken away, the the safety feel of it all. It kind of makes you you more self-aware when you're at the bars now, which isn't what they were meant to do. They were meant to be your safe place. One of the scariest things about the Orlando shooting is that our community is very small. And at least me personally, I know different gays and lesbians in other cities, and some that like to travel. And I knew that a couple people were down in Orlando during that time. And I know that's not just me. One of the first things that I did the next day when I found out, 50 people were killed and about 50 more were injured. So I had to quickly go back on Facebook and see if any of the people that liked to travel or that I knew were down there were at the club that night. Luckily, I saw that everyone that I knew was fine and safe. But I know some of my friends had friends that ended up uh, being casualties during it. So the day after I found out, I was on the phone with my agent talking about things, and he actually ended up telling me that one of the other talent under him uh, was on his way to Pulse that night to meet his ex, and that His ex actually was one of the people who was shot, was in critical condition. Um, Luckily, he is going to recover. So before I finish this thing up, I really, really, really want to say one thing, and I hope that it resonates with some people. To the LGBT community, the survivors, and the family of those affected, I just really want everyone to... Not be afraid to be who they are, and keep on living your difference. Because it's that difference that makes you you, and that's what makes you shine. If you hide that because of fear, you're never going to be happy.
2: Smile though your heart is aching Smile, even though it's breaking When there are clouds in the sky, you'll get by If you smile through your pain and sorrow Smile, and maybe tomorrow You'll see the sun come shining through For you Light up your face with gladness, hide every trace of sadness. Although a tear may be ever so near, that's the time you must keep on trying. Smile, what's the use of crying? You'll see that life is still worthwhile if you just smile. Peace and love to everyone.